don't be discouraged if she doesn't have one. Don't aim for orgasm, aim for epic pleasure. Yeah, I think it's really important. There is a difference between a peak orgasmic experience and an orgasmic state. And we don't talk about that at all because it's not part of porn. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Lubos says, I noticed I get pretty tired after coming. Welcome to being a man. And my motivation to give attention to the girl decreases as well. Any tips about this? Uh, Well, I'll just put mine in. I don't come until... Well, often I don't come at all during a session. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. come once, twice a week if I'm busy. But I know, yeah, like, I mean, especially I, for me, some people, they come and, and it's different at different ages and within mm-hmm. an hour, you're fine. I know if I come, I'm done for the night. And it's mm-hmm. not just sexual. Like, I could get it up and I have forced myself to get mm-hmm. up before, but I don't want to. I, I have no actual desire. So I might do it just to serve mm-hmm. as a service robot. But you're going to need to know this at some point in your life because if you're 22 and you come four times a day and it doesn't matter, okay, exactly. at some point it will. And so being able to decide, I'm not going to come till the end of this thing, until she's destroyed and then maybe not not even, that's the way I do with it. Because, yeah, like if I came like the first moment it physically occurred to me that oh, yeah, I could come now, I would be shooting in bed. So like, I'm, like mm. learning to ride it, get, get up close to the 80%, use your big drawer or use your PC muscles and various techniques you can use to like increase stamina. And like if I, if I ever get to the point of close to no return with a girl, I grab her by the hips and I say, don't fucking move. And she and I don't move. And I'll just I'll, and she I'll bark at it and I hold. Yeah. And then I'll say, now breathe with me, right? And then I'll just breathe and slow myself down, or I'll pull it out if I've if I'm really close. Yeah. And then you know you've G spot or whatever uh, in between. The girls will forgive you that. You know, having your breaks and your pauses and that that fits well. But just jizzing quickly all the time is going to be pretty disappointing. So, also, the nice thing is you can use other things: your mouth, your fingers. Like there's other ways of continuing pleasure. But I have to say this: it's really important. We need breaks, guys. We need to actually pause and feel like a lot of women aren't used to that. But if you allow that to happen, you calibrate her nervous system a little differently. So instead of aggressive sexual energy that's moving towards making you come, it calibrates her to chill a bit. So you go into states of relaxed arousal. And for me, I prefer that because then the there's more of a chance that the pleasure is going to intensify. Just let me breathe. Like, I come really easily, so I might come a lot. But if you keep getting excited and doing it more and more and more, it's it's like exhausting. So just give me a break. Let's breathe. Let's have a laugh. Let's like suck my nipple. Do something else. <laughs> Massage my body. There's other things we can do. And then we come back to it. And it really extend. Again, if, if your focus is on coming, it's one thing. If your focus is on just extending pleasure, that's a whole other agenda. And it's a lot more fun for both people. And then usually when you do have the orgasms, they're more intense. So don't be afraid to pause and stop and breathe. And it might be weird and foreign to her if it's the first time, but it's also pretty exceptional. Uh Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I'll do that. I'll take a girl up to a really peak moment with like quite aggressive sex and then and then I'll slow it all down, lie on top of her, get her to breathe in me, you know, just to really feel my cock and just mm-hmm. squeeze and relax it with a pussy. Because sometimes you come across a girl who comes like you're pressing a button. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a magician. I'll just keep pressing the button. Yeah. And it keeps working. Yes, exactly. 20 times. And at the end, she's begging you to stop. And you're like, but it's still working. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think because like if we if we as men were like I could just jizz and then jizz again and jizz and jizz, I'll just keep doing it. But we'd probably not. We'd probably find it is pretty draining after some time. Yeah. So so anyway, so that's the the pause is actually very sexy, that relaxed arousal. Again, you want to keep building erotic tension and not just resolve it right away. So that could also help you last longer and keep your interest. Um the other thing that I found fun if we're gonna do fuck talking while fucking then i really like because i come easily so i like to be told that i'm not allowed to yeah that i'm not allowed to and then sometimes i can't help myself and then i get punished don't you dare you hold it you hold it's like i can't help it that's it yes then there's punishment so that's also a fun way of also pausing you can play it in that way as well they don't want you to know this but they ache for it deeply and it's they want you to fuck talk them Okay, so advice for a sexually inexperienced man to become more mm. in touch, comfortable with the fuck talk side of himself. It's kind of a chicken and egg thing. You just need to practice. It's going to feel really awkward in the beginning. It just feels awkward. So one of the ways I've helped guys is to do it through voice notes. Mm-hmm. And send voice notes. Send some voice notes. And then I've given a little feedback. I'm like, yeah, it was great till this point. And then, you know, and so that's been really nice to for practice and it's made them better fuck talkers and so i don't know if you have some willing females to give uh open feedback and have some practice because usually women love the attention and you'll gain your confidence really fast i think one that's kind of simple but is just to learn how to sigh like we actually did in the last class we did we did some sighing every day Mm because it's so interesting when i go okay guys breathe in and let out a sigh (sighs) and i'll hear this oh really and then that's with no women in the room and I'm just like, dude, maybe that was a problem. <laughs> no, we did, it with, we did it with women as well. And actually surprising the women, like it took us, I had to, had to get them into like a, a repetitious kind of mantra, basically all breathing, all sighing together. And after a while, the room just like let go and, and then you're hearing it. And, and, I, and I'm like, at the end, I'm like, who's turned on? Everyone was turned on. Yes. And what that d- does is it translates into your body. So when you're fucking and one of the, there's th- usually three points of contact that make things very sexy. One is belly to belly. So when you're sighing and breathing that way, and uh, when I can feel the belly like expanding into mine, I find that very arousing, but it's also very comforting. It has an arousal and a comfort. Or your chest, if your chest pressed to the chest of the woman and you're doing that kind of breathing, it also um, elicits both arousal and confidence and intimacy. So, and um, yeah, so you can just start simple, like, and everyone ready? We breathe in. Oh, no. let's do a few more. Oh, no. and then do a high pitch one just for fun. Ooh. <laughs> that just turned Sater off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are, I mean, I mean, do like to laugh. Laughter's good. Uh, and saying things like this, yes, mm-hmm. fuck yes, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. Again, it's not complicated poetry. No. You can have a bunch of those phrases. I'm sure I've said yes, fuck yes many times to girls, but I'm allowing my, it's the expression of pleasure, mm-hmm. I think, that makes it the fuck talk or turns it into something that's not, that's mm-hmm. just words. Because, like, here's a funny example. I told, like, one of the best rewards you can give to a girl is the sickest, most disgusting, nastiest two words in the English language, which are good girl. Mm. Right? So, now, if you say good girl to a girl at the right moment, it's like a fucking setting mm-hmm. a new cough. Right? But I had one client who was... Um, he was an accountant and he had a very accountant kind of thing. And he came back and he said, James, I said the uh, good girl line and uh, 
it didn't seem to work. She just laughed. And I said, how did you say it? And he said, what do you mean? Well, say it to me like this. And I said, uh, well, I was having sex with her. And then I said, good girl. <laughs> and I went, okay, well, therein lies the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, your, your delivery, your intent, your intensity. And just and one cool thing you can do, there's another little tip on this, is you can itemize pieces of her body. Objectify the fuck out of her by saying, mm-hmm. I do this one where I'll grab a girl by the butt and I'll say, that's good meat. Mm-hmm. Right now, that sounds out of context. That sounds like a very rude or like weird thing to say. Or like I've said, like when a girl has amazing tits, I'll like hold them and I'm looking at them like I'm just discovered the you know the ark of the covenant, and I'll say these are the kind of tits that I need to squeeze at least an hour a day. Right? Like that, that kind of thing where I'm like object or like pieces of her body, I, mm. like I'm a butcher. I'll tell her that there's that like I love the curve of your thighs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or give me those fucking juicy titties, or bend over and show me that peach. Mm-hmm. Right? Like objectifying items of her body which for some it might sound like at first you could see why that might sound like rude or weird or whatever but girls love it again because it's in the context of she has decided to be your sex object object for this period of time she didn't come to have sex with you to half have sex and half think about other stuff and you know what her relationship to you is in the hierarchy of the lot whatever any of that right she wants to ideally immerse herself 100% into the sexual thing and be your fuck toy, be your sexual object and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you come to it from that position and just use those simple things of commands, come here, do this, turn around, bend over. Like when you're trying to reposition a girl, tell her what to do. Don't be like, because we had a class where we were repositioning girls recently Mm -hmm. and the guys were like, you know, kind of like levering and like it's it's an inanimate object. And I'm like, no, you put your hand on her hip and you say, turn over. Mm -hmm. I guide and I said, turn around. Yeah, stick your ass up. Arch exactly. back or anything where I want her to reposition or change or come to do certain things for me. I give those general commands where I'm doing it with sex, with, with sex intensity. And then I give her rewards intermittently. There's a really good start. You start throwing mm-hmm. that into your sex life with the, uh, with a bunch of, ah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Then it's going to be good. I agree. And I think again, women who are even a little bit healthy sexually do actually love to be objectified. They just won't, don't want you to know that. So, I know it's true for me and I don't mind you knowing that, but it's, it's something sexy. And again, it's within the context of sexual play it would be very different socially out in the world or, you know, at work or things like that. It's inappropriate, but in the sexual context, it's, it's a whole other realm. And again, the things that are forbidden in the outer world tend to create a lot of arousal in the sexual context. From Calvin regarding pauses, how long are you talking about? Two breaths, half a minute, two minutes, 10 minutes. Okay. I don't think it's ne- the, the length of time is not important. Mm-hmm. Don't what you don't do a pause like the guy said, "Good girl," mm-hmm. right? Which would be to just stop and just be frozen, immobile for some amount of breaths. Right? That's that's not what I mean by a pause. Like think of it more like idling, right? Like mm-hmm. if you had a, a boat or something, that the engine was still like chugging, but it's not going anywhere. So yeah, if I'm pausing with a girl, I'm still I still have like a gentle amount of like little bit of hip undulation, right? So it's this maybe a little bit of rock. So that means the end of my cock is maybe just doing that gently inside her. So there is still some contact and some movement, but it's but I've minimized it to the point where I'm I'm not in danger of coming, right? So mm-hmm. I can I can gain control of my arousal state and I can and we don't have our, we're not distracted by all the moving pieces. So now we can both bring our awareness back into our bodies of into mm-hmm. our genitals. I would also say a nice pause if you're not pulling out and you're still in is if you breathe deeply with the pelvic floor, then what happens is the head of the cock expands and contracts with the breath. And that can feel really nice. There's not a lot of movement, but you're using that pelvic floor to push blood 
through the cock and and that mm. creates this almost an electrical pulsing inside really lovely uh, experience and it it kind of settles the nervous system as well and builds arousal so that's something i often do when i'm first as, as you call it seeping when i call it docking yeah like when you first put your cock in for the first time i even if i'm going to move maybe let's say we're, we're having a it's going to be a really passionate fuck in, in the back of a toilet or something the first stroke still i will take that moment five seconds maybe for, to enter and for her body to shift and change around if, if we're like then i might move into hard fucking or i might not but there's always that yes and then so once i've I, I, that first entrance stroke may take me a minute or so and then when i finally push it all the way in then i flex and then i swell the end of it as well mm -hmm. so she get that she's getting that sensation of gradually filling it and then the last part of it is that it's expanding and swelling which seems to go down well yes so don't worry about timing the pauses like you'll feel it sometimes it's just a, a moment and sometimes it is a longer one yeah, actually, I, when we were in the class recently, there was a guy, one of the students who'd done a lot of tantra training. So he's quite good with that stuff. But what, we had one session where the, all they were doing was they had the girls blindfold and they were taking them on a sense journey, right? So they were touching them and leading them and so on uh, to like immerse them. And I could see with him that he was so in his like tantra zone, like he was so in his like pace that he didn't notice that she was bored. Mm -hmm. right? Like, so he was doing like a really, like he was, it stopped everything and it was going for really subtle feelings. And I could see for a while that she was okay with that, but then he was stuck on the pace. Yeah, exactly. He decided that it had to be this pace. So it's like if you decide that it's two breaths, ten, two minutes, whatever, you'll be wrong. Right? You need to be able to like have a pause and undulate with a girl. And then, you know, after some breaths, you find that she's getting around. She starts pushing back. Okay, maybe it's time to increase. I think what we're saying here with everything we've shared today is sexual mastery is the art of deeply listening and responding to what's emerging moment to moment. That's really all it is. So just if you can start trusting yourself more and really allowing yourself to listen with your body, watch for the signals and relax into what you're receiving and following that, I think we all have erotic intelligence. We just think that we need techniques. And so we can bring that erotic intelligence online a little bit more through the listening and responding. Uh, it's kind of like a good dancer. Instead of like being locked into a certain technique and moves, you start listening to each other's bodies and the music and then you dance. Right. A lot of men have adopted a higher pitched voice to make women feel safe, but it's actually a turnoff. This one I think is interesting, the lowered voice as negative or an attack. I think that, again, you'd have to modulate but in general, when I ask women, they do really like a masculine voice, especially for sexy time. Maybe just when you're meeting her for the first time, you're like, oh, baby, <laughs> it might be a little wah, because they're used to men using high-pitched voices. But in general, women are like, what's going on with the guys? Like, why are they talking to me like I'm a child? Do you remember in your lifetime that being different? Can you, do you remember back to the 80s or anything where people were talking with deeper voices? I think I've always had very masculine men around and more recently I've noticed men having these high-pitched voices and finding it actually like a turnoff. Mm. It's not even neutral. It actually like shuts down my receptivity to flirting. Mm. This is He likes the idea of fuck talking just in between all the sex, which is great. And that can start really simple, right? Just like giving girls commands is sex. Just come mm -hmm. over here and yeah. say it like come here. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, and don't apologize for it. I definitely don't apologize. Um, as a basic rule, like, don't don't do this every time. But if you think of it like 
command command reward as a as a general idea. If I'm if I'm telling her every single thing she does makes me turned on and sexy, then it'll lose power. Mm-hmm. If I do what I did and most men do, which is like don't give the girl any feedback really, like even don't even make any noise, then she doesn't know that she's doing well. She can't feel activated. So if I just say come over here, turn around, fuck your ass, looks good in that dress, like command command reward. Then I've made her do something for me or made her invest, right? Or like, no, swallow deeper. Fuck, that's so amazing, right? Then I reward her. Mm. And it's really good to tell a girl the effect it's having on you. Yes, exactly. If you say, you make my cock so hard or can you feel how hard my cock is? You know, it turns me on so much. You drive me crazy. These are all like things where she's had an effect on me and Mm -hmm. it seems to go down very well. Exactly. And that is related to another piece of research of dopamine. So we're often going for dopamine hits, right, in these experiences. And what they found is dopamine, you can increase the high, increase the intensity of dopamine if you deny reward. So reward cannot be predictable. So you, 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 like you just said, but maybe even sometimes it's three commands and a reward versus every time the same thing. So playing it up and really understanding that you do need to reward at some point, but also changing it so it's unexpected creates a much higher um, peak experience. Right. Yeah, and sometimes I'll add pressure where a girl wouldn't have expected the pressure, right? So, mm-hmm. like, she's sucking my dick and most men are like, amazing. And I'll be like, open your mouth wider. You mm-hmm. can do it, right? So, she suddenly has to do more or invest more and she's not sure, is this correct? And then, mm-hmm. and then I want to, fuck, yes, that's the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that seems to turn them on a lot. Uh, Alex says, do you think that any woman can be led to orgasm through clitoral stimulation or kind of lingers by a guy or does it take a certain level of knowing herself? Mm-hmm. Unless she's numbed her clit with vibrators, I think most women at some point will come through the clitoris because it has 8,000 nerve endings. Or if she's intensely inhibited and has really strong willpower, she can stop it from happening. But if she's remotely a little bit open it's almost impossible not at some point to have uh, a clitoral orgasm. But you're going to have to play because not always, like for me, my body, I hate direct stimulation. It's so intense. So instead of being focusing on the glands, you putting pressure, rolling your fingers side to side or pressure down or tapping is going to be way more effective than trying to focus on the glands because it irritates me. It's like too, too stimulating. So a lot of people don't know that and they just keep going and going and going and then her system kind of gets almost overstimulated and becomes annoying. And the guy thinks she's having an orgasm and she's like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like the foreskin of the, of the clitoris, basically, right? Like instead of going from underneath directly on the glands coming over on the hood. Yeah, the hood and even up on the shaft. The shaft has a lot of sensation, like a lot, a lot of sensation, and it's never included. People like, avoid that for some reason. And by that, you mean it goes further up. She's yes. lying on her back, even the, as yes. it goes further up. Yes, so you can sure. feel it. It's almost like um, like a little rubber band like feeling under your finger, and it rolls away as you press down. You can even run your finger like along either side of it. You can even almost like a penis, like jerk it off a little bit, or just roll it or like i said tap it there's tapping i've never heard of that because i know most i mean a lot of girls flick the bean right but tapping tap tap on the clitoris on the shaft i've never done that it's hot okay yeah not for everyone but try it (laughs) because there's certain things techniques like okay so the girl's giving you a blowjob and she like puts the end in the mouth and pops it out once Mm -hmm. right that would be an interesting sensation once once Mm -hmm. but not every that's not the the main move right so you say the tapping is that 
fit within the case. Similar, yes. It's surprising. It's different. Now, when you're doing that, what happens is she may even start to feel the legs of the clitoris. Mm -hmm. If a woman's very trained, she's going to feel the legs and she's going to feel her whole urethral sponge G-spot swell and actually have sensation of it. Most women are not that trained. They don't know what's going on. Mm But if you're stimulating the shaft, it's going to create a lot more like electrical current down into the legs and it's very arousing. So I guess with the question being like, he's saying like, if if the girl's never had an orgasm, can I make her do it or will she kind of need to do it by herself? I think both ends. I mean, it's if, uh, don't, don't be discouraged if she doesn't have one. Don't aim for orgasm, aim for epic pleasure. I think if you can just keep aiming for pleasure, and you you like follow her pleasure right with your tongue with your mouth with with even your presence you're going to have a way better time than if you're just trying to i hate when someone tries to make me come it's like i'm not an uh like what's it called a video game <laughs> but if you're going for my pleasure and really following that pleasure and yeah just seeing what you could do to expand it then then we win all the way through a lot of women um, go into what i call like an orgasmic state and they don't have a peak orgasmic experience and it's absolutely delicious but they think something's wrong because they're not peaking so if you don't care that they don't reach a peak and they're just having ecstatic pleasure like that's fantastic yeah totally and i think you can definitely stop a woman from orgasm if you're trying to make it like it's exactly becomes the outcome that she's thinking She's in a hedge trying to please you, please you with her pleasure. Yeah, and then she'll fake it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've had times where I've like afterwards I've talked to people and said, did you orgasm? She's like, I don't even know. Like she couldn't quite like place it as an orgasm, mm-hmm. but she's definitely obviously like aroused and being um, shaken by it. Yeah, I think it's really important. There is a difference between a peak orgasmic experience and an orgasmic state. And we don't talk about that at all because it's not part of porn. But orgasmic states happen way more frequently than we understand. Mm -hmm. And because porn always goes for that peak experience, or it's often how the male sexual experience works, you move and then you have a peak experience. And so you're trying to replicate that in a female body. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of women, that's what they want as well. However, there's plenty who feel like shame because they don't have the peak experience, but they're having intense pleasure. And the orgasms they're having, once they learn about different styles of orgasm, they start to understand, oh, no, there's these ripples that are going on. It's just not a clitoral orgasm. It'll be more like a G-spot or cervical orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.